0: Welcome to Know Thy Trauma, a podcast by Wellspring Solutions Counseling Services. We are a group practice of licensed professional counselors who are dedicated to helping people heal the loss and trauma that is part of the human experience. The content in today's episode could be potentially triggering, so please use discretion as you listen. If you find yourself triggered, we encourage you to pause it, engage in
1: something that soothes you, and return when you're ready. And as always, we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed.
0: Hello, welcome to Know Thy Trauma, and today we're going to be talking about Know Thy Spiritual Trauma. My name is Sharon Wegman, and I'm Kate Byler. And together we've been working through a series with our with our cohort Kayla Cedar of Knowing Thy Trauma, and today we're going to be specifically talking about spiritual trauma, because from our point of view, we are holistic therapists. Um, You can follow us on Whole Self Therapist on Instagram and Facebook. And we believe that we are body, soul, spirit. We are triune Mm -hmm. being. Our creator is a triune being. He created us in in his image. That means we are a triune being. And so to eliminate the spirit part and only have the body and soul, I feel like we are missing out on a lot of empowerment Mm -hmm. and power to not be able to access our spirit so we want to talk about why it's so important to understand your own spiritual trauma so that you can begin accessing your spirit
1: right and before we do that i'll we'll just i'm going to review a little bit of what trauma is again for those of you that might be listening to us for the first time and if you do want a deeper look into this you can go to our first podcast in this series just called know thy trauma and so the science of trauma can be really complex, but in in a way it can be summarized that when something distressing is happening around us, it, it really doesn't matter what it is. If our body and brain are experiencing it as distressing and confusing and painful, our Our body is going to feel it and then our brain is going to understand, okay, something dangerous is happening, something painful is happening. And so the brain goes into a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And if you really want details on that, that is also in our other podcast in the very beginning. I believe it's somewhere between know thy trauma and know thy triggers in those two podcasts, and so what happens is our body is reacting to the trauma and our brain is reacting to the trauma, and when both of these things are being triggered, it it creates it creates a very um, confusing and distorted way. Then when our when we get triggered in other scenarios, meaning like if you were in a car accident at a young age in a passenger seat well let's say you're driving with a friend and you're safe but maybe they just stop suddenly it wouldn't be out of character for your body to remember that and feel that as reliving that trauma of that car accident again and maybe you start breathing hard maybe you need to get out of the car maybe you even just have a really bad memory or get sweaty or blackout. It just depends on how your body is going to choose to respond to that moment. So trauma really is more so how your body and brain engaged in the distressing moment at the time. Not always necess... necess- I can't say that Necessarily. word. Necessarily. Yes. <laughs> oh my. That's fine. <laughs> um, the event that happened to you.
0: Absolutely. So if things happened tied to our spirituality, in our past, we can have trauma responses tied to spirituality, spiritual authorities, all of these things. So again, another reason that we really need to understand our own spiritual trauma. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. So it comes in spiritual trauma, has the same effects, and can feel the same as a physical trauma.
0: Right. So let's kind of define um, what is our definition of spiritual trauma. Um, I'm going to say number one is a toxic use of authority. Mm -hmm. Um, And this could be in any setting, right? It doesn't have, we're not talking, we're not picking on the church at all, but it can be an aspect for a lot of people's, of a lot of people's lives in which they spend a lot of time there. So we're just asking, we're just focusing on this one aspect. It could happen in the workplace where there's a toxic use of authority. Mm -hmm. It could happen in schools It could happen out in the community, in politics, Mm -hmm. right? It can happen in lots of different settings, even in your own home. Mm -hmm. And so, number one
1: is a toxic use of authority. Um, Number two is a toxic use of religious beliefs. And as therapists, we believe it is important to name the toxic religious beliefs we received, especially during the ages of, I'm going to say three to 16, where you're like most impressionable. Um, if you can name those religious beliefs, it allows you to deconstruct those toxic worldviews that then play out in our day-to-day interactions with church and people and how to access our spirit. So those religious beliefs, we're going to name some of them, but how Those impact how we're receiving them and then view ourselves and people have a lot to do if they were toxic.
0: Right. So if somebody physically used their authority Mm -hmm. to intimidate us into doing something spiritual like going to confession Mm -hmm. or whatever, if they used physical intimidation, we have now uh, joined together spirituality with abuse right Right. so they're using their physical intimidation Mm -hmm. it's been coupled now with spirituality Mm -hmm.
1: um another one uh is emotional and i think that can look like some the first thing that i thought of would be feeling like you have to do everything that someone asks for just to help them feel better because maybe you're a good christian or you know it's the right thing to do have immense hospitality you know not have any boundaries no boundaries and die to self that is a right a toxic religious belief like playing on our emotions and also the other person's emotions that if you're not giving everything you have then you're not being kind you're not being servant like you're not being christ but that then we grow up and have no boundaries for anyone and we're putting ourselves at harm as well
0: right so when we couple emotional dysfunction Mm -hmm. with spirituality again when we couple those things together Mm -hmm. that's what spiritual abuse would look like right um I was thinking on the emotional part that sometimes people use um, guilt Mm, and mm -hmm. shame and condemnation Mm -hmm. as a means of making someone choose to follow a religious belief. Right. And when that happens, again, abuse Mm -hmm. is coupled with spirituality. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I was also thinking about, you know, sometimes there's just even you were listing like you know need to understand your toxic beliefs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was thinking about like submission can be used. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a mm-hmm. common thing that is used to enable someone to be abused. Yes,
1: definitely. you
0: have to submit. You have to submit under my authority. You have to, you know, whatever. And I'm forcing a person in a in a toxic manner to embrace a spiritual belief that's been twisted yeah and so then what happens is my own spirituality is twisted right
1: yeah and saying that too that reminded me of using and I, I hope I'm not stepping on anyone's toes when I say this but when religious authority figures say things like well God told me to do this but they're harming you
0: Mm-hmm.
1: within that, you know, command is, well, God told me, you know, I need to do this for you. And and maybe it's something that's very harmful. You know, we got to, we have to, I think the, we trust our religious authority, right? So it's really hard to distinguish what is toxic. Um, And so we always encourage you to just check in with your body, even at that point and check in with yourself. Does this feel right? Do I feel safe? Does this feel confusing? Yes. Because if, if the answers to those are "I don't feel safe," "This feels confusing," "I feel um, violated," then that's prob that's probably a form of religious abuse,
0: right? And and I'm I'm a big well, I believe completely in that because the second confusion is present in mm-hmm. me is the second I know I'm being manipulated, right? Um, so this could often look like in. Um, in like a youth group setting mm, mm-hmm. um maybe the male leader i'm not speaking against males sure. women can do this too mm-hmm. that forms a special relationship mm-hmm. that god has told him to right form with a female or and and or a male it could be as you know For and sure. then somewhere along the way sexuality gets mixed in mm-hmm. suddenly We've got authority issues mixed with sexuality, mixed with boundary crossing, Mm -hmm. and we've got a triple coupling Mm -hmm. of of abuse. And so it's really messy.
1: Right, right. And again, we trust these people to, I think, I, I don't know, I can't tell you the story or whatever podcast I was listening to. I just remember something along the lines of like, It's the hardest to distinguish when we're being abused by religious figures sometimes because they are theoretically supposed to be some of the most trustworthy people in our community. Yes. And so I think that's a really, um, it's a really hard truth to still, you have to check in with yourself there and check in with how things have made you feel over the span of time being in this church or with, with this person and under their authority.
0: Right. And, and, and if there's any pastors listening, we don't fault you. You, right. are, you are human. Yeah. You are human, and mm-hmm. we all have issues where somewhere along the line, we have crossed a boundary in some mm-hmm. way, all Mis- of us.
1: Yeah, or, like, misstepped in some way.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. so in that process, um, the idea is we need to begin to understand it. What we're trying to teach is what has happened that somehow spiritual – Spirituality was coupled with some type of manipulation, with some type some type of abuse. That
1: coupling is what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and maybe it happening also over and over again. To, yes, to like, exactly. Like have your brain be able to start making those conne- uh, like those connections of well, this means this mm-hmm. because this re- religious abuse has been done like a repetitive amount of times. I think there's a bit of a difference. I've had times where someone in religious authority figures or have like prayed or said something to me where it was like a misstep they just spoke too soon Mm -hmm. it was an accident um it still hurt me but it wasn't necessarily repetitive a religious abuse and if i would have gone to that person they probably would have apologized
0: right and so they weren't trying to do that right they weren't trying
1: to manipulate me and
0: and 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 i don't know that most people perceive that they're trying to manipulate right they're just being run by their emotions right because their spirit is in charge (laughs) 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 it's what we're trying to move towards right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about like some more examples of toxic beliefs. Um, Mm -hmm. We see this with the the purity culture um, Mm -hmm. that in the effort to to shame all type of sexual thoughts, feelings, expression whatsoever, we have coupled um, spirituality with sexuality Mm -hmm. with abuse. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, People's sexuality is very confused.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then people en- enter marriage that have chosen to take this purity culture belief as their lifestyle, and sex is suddenly shameful still with yes, your spouse. Sex yes. is still um, gross and icky. Your Those body parts are gross and icky. When we have found that the toxic belief of purity... Culture, what it does is completely cancels out anything that God created pleasurable and good about those parts of our bodies. Right. And, and the, the amazingness of what they are within a healthy relationship.
0: Right. And so you really do need to have a lot of discussions about sex with your children from mm-hmm. a very early age so that sex is not shameful. Yeah. And sex can be talked about in mm-hmm. healthy ways. And so we're not saying, don't be pure when you get married. Mm-hmm. We're not suggesting that you should should do that or should not do that sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> but we're suggesting you need to have a, a clear view of sexuality mm-hmm. and have lots of discussions on it and it not be tied to oh I'm I'm shameful if I have that thought mm-hmm.
1: right or even um I mean I have clients that come in and talk about it just even talking about surface level discussions on sex they're shameful about and it's like you've been married for 10 years like this should be a little easier Um, yes but purity culture really creates this feels like a bit fantastical idea that we're not human beings that are going to have sexual feelings and need to talk it through and figure it out
0: right god designed sexuality for pleasure mhm and of course you'd be attracted to pleasure right but now how do you how do you redirect that mm-hmm. right so that would be one big example yeah. of that and then another one would be um, male dominance mhm we just have a lot of um, issues where we'll have people being abused in the name of having authority whether it's verbal abuse emotional what spiritual it's all coupled together and that becomes a big problem
1: yeah and it um i think what it does i think that belief at least for women creates this mode of thinking or worldview that we are never good enough or smart enough or important enough to be taken seriously too i've seen that in the church it's like oh well you could you know say your idea no you know the men are in charge and Mm -hmm. and I think it just has gets distorted over time there's not a lot of discussion and freedom about it because I think maybe some churches don't even intend for that to happen but that's been the theme just culturally for a while and so how do we empower women to you know be a little more confident in a male dominant leadership culture
0: Right. And at, if I am a woman and my um, partner is is being abusive and I'm told to submit
1: mm-hmm.
0: to abuse, mm-hmm. I get confused right? as to I'm not supposed to submit to sinful behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm supposed to mutually submit with my spouse mm-hmm. to righteous behavior. Right. And that's a huge difference that is not that is often not talked about and that's what we see for a lot of people that come in here
1: yeah giving the women permission to say you don't need have to stay to be treated in this way this level of abuse is not
0: it's not it's not righteous
1: right it's not what christ would want
0: for you exactly and so sometimes the man's problem behavior becomes the woman's problem behavior Mm -hmm. because she's not submitting. Right. Which is not really godly.
1: Yeah. So I think that's hard in church culture because if it is male dominance leadership in those places, it's not very safe to come forward to and figure out how do I go about this in a way that's going to help me and my spouse that are in this situation. So that that is a toxic belief that I think limits restoration. <laughs> Absolutely. In a lot of
0: ways. And there's a lot of other ways that um, toxic religious beliefs and toxic mm-hmm. authority can be coupled. Yeah, and we can't. Right. We just are.
1: We're just scratching the surface. I'm sure there's probably some to each denomination even. That oh, yes. We don't even know about. That's and true. that you've experienced. So. Right. So let's talk about the results
0: of spiritual trauma and how this impacts our ability to access spiritual things. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a lot of people are very angry at god yeah definitely why do i why mhm because they can, again they're going i'm going to keep using that word coupling throughout mm-hmm. the whole situation somehow toxicity is coupled with spirituality and now i'm now i'm really angry mm-hmm.
1: at the spirituality right and and that anger i think that would at first make sense cuz this person who's supposed to be woman of god man of god has hurt me and has abused me. So are they a Christian? And you start getting angry even within God and and allowing, you know, that phrase, like why did God allow this to happen? Oh, it's
0: huge in here. That happens all the time. Yeah. Um, The second one would be distrust. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is if you have abusive parents, and we're going to focus on the father, not because fathers are worse, Mm -hmm. but if that father is not um, a well-behaved person Mm -hmm. and is not if he's toxic if that father is toxic and we are constantly referring to god as god the father Mm -hmm. then we are not going to have any desire to have any relationship with that person who has been represented represented Mm -hmm. we're having issues today yeah (laughs) represented by a godly father Mm -hmm. or a pastor that didn't use toxicity and Mm -hmm. so then it's all mixed together that distrust like why should i trust god right of
1: course and uh just the maybe the distrust looks like oh like maybe your godly father was very harsh in his discipline right so maybe you know you made a mistake and you think god's gonna punish you or the thing that happened to you was because of Oh, I'm gonna get punishment because God thinks I'm bad.
0: Absolutely, which leads to number three, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is shame and guilt, yeah. because we have a lot of people who are were raised in the church who are very focused on doing the right thing right. to avoid shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you should not you should not avoid sinning. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but it it often twists and turns because of the toxicity that's been coupled with it mm-hmm. that i have to become a perfectionist mm-hmm. everything has to be under control i have to present right. a certain way in order for me to not feel shame and guilt
1: right and or i could never i can't ever think this thought but i can't stop thinking about this oh, thought so and most of that is we're here to tell you and that's the point of the series. like that's a part of your trauma story yes it's not because you're innately evil a bad person sick or a sinner it's it's a part of your story and and what your brain is doing to cope with your story and we get a lot of it in here is like oh but i want this or i feel this way or i've thought of this and it's like okay like instead of shaming or guilting that like let's just deconstruct it a little bit you Mm, know
0: right exactly um so sometimes that leads to a um the our the fourth one, which is complete detachment from church.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, again, if I have exp- experienced a lot of spiritual abuse coupled with other things, there's no way I want to engage with the church. I might actually believe in God. Mm-hmm. I might actually have a spiritual desire to connect with God, mm-hmm. but the church feels
1: unsafe. For sure. And I think sometimes I tell clients, like, healthy space from church is needed to heal. Um, as long as you're able to have communication with people that you can expose your spiritual side with and, and they can be there for you. Right. And sometimes it also looks like there are many churches now that don't actually meet in a church building and that can be less triggering too. But church in itself is, it's a whole, like, I don't know, we get that a lot of people that are like, oh, I never want to step into another church again because I'll just be judged. I'll just be shamed.
0: Oh, so sad because God desired us to be a part of a community, yeah. right? I mm-hmm. mean, if, if, if I have a hand, I do have a hand. <laughs> <If> I have <laughs> and I have, I have five fingers. If just mm-hmm. one part of that finger tries to grab something, mm-hmm. it is only going to be able to carry that weight for a period of time. Right. But when I involve all of the fingers and mm-hmm. the thumb, I can hold something and I can hold it for a long time. Right. So we can hold on to more healing When we are with other individuals who are also in touch with their spirituality. Mm -hmm. And we can be built up and strengthened by that because we can hold on to a whole lot more when we have community.
1: And I'm not defining
0: what community looks
1: like. Right, exactly. Yeah. And maybe it looks like going back to church while while you're seeing your therapist and and your therapist is able to help you understand what is so triggering about going into church what do you need to do right because that that's just like a whole i think a whole broad subject it's hard to face on your own
0: and then our last category is confusion (laughs) and i mean we see so much of coupling of God with so many different toxic things that Mm -hmm. it might affect um, our sexuality,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. our relationships, our identity. Because if my parent was never available to me because they were so busy doing religious things, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say hmm, there must be something wrong with me. And that, ch- I then challenge my mm-hmm. own identity, my own right. purpose, my own understanding of self. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think how you, I mean, the biggest one of that probably encompasses all of this is, like you said, your confusion even with how you see God in all of this. I'm thinking of, like, this is probably more on the severe end of examples, but if you have a parent who is heavily involved in church, maybe even an elder, but at home they're sexually abusing you. You know, what what does that do to your view of God? Your view of yes. Christianity, of spirituality. And and we're we're doing this podcast because we know how impactful and yes. painful and intense that is and how confusing that would feel to be a part of a family that says they're following God and then is doing something so evil under the surface um, would distort a lot of how we see people, our sexuality, God, and... I guess, like, our point is, like, you don't have to feel shamed for struggling with all that.
0: Yeah, it's all very normal, and that's just part of the trauma. Whatever it couples with, Mm -hmm. whatever trauma couples with is where it gets distorted. Yeah. So, again, we're doing this to say we believe in body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And we want to see people be able to access their spirit and access God Mm -hmm. because we know it to be a power source. Yeah. And that's our belief system.
1: Yeah. And I think, acts, I don't know if you said this to me, Sharon, or maybe it was my own counselor, but <laughs> accessing our spirit is what enables us to access vulnerability. Mm. And I think when our spirit has been violated, it really compromises our ability to be vulnerable with ourselves and other people. And so you can't really get healing unless <clears throat> you're healing your spirit.
0: That's good. Oh, that's good. There you go.
1: So, (laughs) there
0: you go. We're done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Say that again, Kate. We can't access... We can't access vulnerability without healing our spirit. And you can't get true healing without healing your spirit. Right. You can't be vulnerable with yourself. You can't be vulnerable with others. Because, like I said, when when your spirit's been violated you know it, it violates your ability to be vulnerable and there's so much trust and safety there
0: but ha, but is has religion violated i mean has religion violated your spirit or is it is it your actual spirit that's violated i think it's your actual spirit okay do we're you disagree i would disagree like that oh <laughs> stay tuned for more <laughs> but it's okay yeah. you get what we're going for guys we're saying you have to untangle You have to untangle what has been tied to religion, what Mm -hmm. has tied to spirituality. Mm -hmm. And that's our, whether we agree or not, it's it's fine. (laughs) It's the idea that start figuring out what it is that you need to untangle. Yep. All right. We're going to talk to you in our next podcast about how to, what's the timeline for healing? What does that look like? Because, we hear that all the time. I should be better by now. Mm. I hey should gosh. be fixed by now. How long,
1: long now. is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> right. How
0: long how long should I expect this to I'm like, we have no idea. It's going to have to do with how hard you work, how vulnerable you are. So we're going to talk about that in the next yeah. in the next podcast. And
1: maybe Sharon and I will clear up our disagreement.
0: All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
1: For more information, visit our website, wellspringssolutions.com, which is linked in our show notes, along with any downloads or resources from today's episode. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us on social media and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at
0: Wellsprings Solutions. Original music featured in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.